Son of Neptune, chapter 45, Frank. No fairness in death. Those words kept ringing in Frank's head. The golden giant didn't scare him. The army of shades didn't scare him. But the thought of freeing Thanatos made Frank want to curl into a fetal position. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. sentences to these chapters were so heavy so <laughs> intense they really hit the ground running they really did neve ava how are we this week okay um ups and downs um i am currently okay I, like i'm like i'm doing well it's just like there are certain things that are not giving me the easiest time and i don't they're related to school, so I don't know how much of those I can disclose. Um, but basically, ups and downs. Um, but last weekend, even and I went to a Doty concert, which was so Tuesday. Much... Oh, it was right. fully on a Tuesday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a Doty and Lizzie McAlpine concert. It was really fun. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just had a, a pretty chill day. Had a rehearsal. Had an acapella. Another rehearsal. Um, got coffee, and I'm here. So, so good. Love. Neft. I'm doing good. Neft. <laughs> so to explain that, um, one of our one of our friends decided to send unprovoked into a group chat. The past tense of Neve is Neft, like how the past tense of leave is left. No, I, I don't think you need to explain it. Just I think sure, I think people got it. Just to make sure. So now people have been calling me Neft a lot, which is like truly a new one. Like I have been called some bizarre things because my name is so hard to like understand, especially when you're just looking at the spelling and Neft is, has not been one of them. So excited for this new chapter in my life. Otherwise I'm doing good. (laughs) Um, Very chaotic week. We really went to a concert on a Tuesday, Um, but yeah, it was fun. And I am a little sleepy, but having a good time. How are you, Brayden? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I have coffee. I well, so I left my laptop in my car overnight, oh and that was I woke up very stressed because of that. Because I I realized I like got woke up and I was like, oh, I want to like watch a YouTube video in bed, and I was like, my laptop's not here. Where's my laptop? I had rehearsal yesterday. Then I went to the mall, and I realized I like took my the stuff I bought at the mall out of my car, but not my like bag with my stuff in it. It's fine. It's we're recording on my laptop now. But so like I got up and I went to my car and I was like it fully in like full boots, but like pajama shorts and a sweatshirt. Oh, please post the Snapchat. It was how so you funny. I opened that this morning I was like they are serving. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Kind, no, I think it was serving. a serve. I w- I think it was a serve. Um, <laughs> like my like bright white like docks and like short shorts. Um, in like forty degree weather. Um, and then I was like, but I'm so close to my car. I could. I, I have to go get coffee. So I went and got coffee. Yeah. And I had a very nice production meeting or design meeting with uh my costume designer for the show I'm working on. Um. She's fantastic. Um, and it was just a very nice, nice uh, 
meeting talking about Greek mythology. And uh, so that I felt that was topical. Um, but yeah, so now we're here. And we are this week discussing uh, chapters 45 through 48 of The Son of Neptune uh, through the theme of life. And we have a very special guest that it's been a minute since she's been here, but we're very excited that she's finally back. We have Emma Berglund. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So happy to be back. Yes, please uh, introduce yourself to the audience if they are uh, silly and don't know you. Yeah, how I, I was gonna just call them. Stupid, uh, <laughs> hi guys, I'm Emma. Um, I run Fantasy Central, which is a YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, all that fun stuff, uh, where I talk about pop culture. And right now, my entire life is being consumed by the PJO series, which is soon to come out on Disney Plus, and I am so excited about it. Uh, so very happy to be back on this podcast and talking about HOO, which hopefully we will also get in the future as a series. Yes, one can hope. <laughs> All right, Emma, are you prepared to give us a thirty, a forty-five yeah. second recap of of these? Oh, yeah, forty-five. Sec- I was going to say because it's three chapters this time, but yes. I think, We've I think I can do more. it. I think I can do it. I'm going to give it a try. I sucked last time. If anyone listened to my other podcast, but I'm I'm going to do better this time. I wrote notes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Ready, set, go. Okay, so Frank frees death with his fire of life, and then him and Hazel escape death for now, and then they defeat the giant by taking him from Alaska to Canada, and then they go back for Percy, who's been keeping the ghosts busy, and they pull Imperial Golden Weapons and the Chariot from the sea, and they head back to Camp Jupiter, and that's basically the highlights. Oh my god, you have Period. 26 more seconds. That was You're, so amazing! It's a 15 second recap. I wrote notes this time. Also, there was I don't think it was in depth as in depth as the last podcast, so... <laughs> amazing work that was probably that you're definitely in the running for at like least top three if not if not the best (laughs) i will take it i know diego's will always go down in history um but yeah that's true (laughs) that was very good though would rival it thank you i tried i tried really hard for that one (laughs) all right so what songs did we bring this week Ava and Eve this is exclusively for vibes but it also deals with like the theme I suppose I mean um okay so Lady in Blue by Lizzie McAlpine partially because we saw her um (laughs) she did not sing the song um but it's amazing and beautiful and it does deal with um a lot of like emotional themes on like the separation of life and death and that's related so slay (laughs) um mine is a song that i found through tiktok but like not because it was a tiktok trend because it was like slowed down you know when they like slow down or speed up audios of like random songs this song was slowed down when I first heard it. And I've been listening to it over and over and over again. Um, and I feel like of like what you were saying, like the separation of life and death. And also these chapters just kept, remi- like, as I read through them, it just was 
I feel like I think of this a lot when we reread these books and I'm like, they are just kids, especially, I know these were Frank chapters, but like, especially Hazel, I'm like, she is just a kid. Um, and I feel like this song talks about that. Uh, it's called Big Black Car by Gregory Allen Isakoff. I have no idea who that is. Wow. Just found it on TikTok and I was like, this is beautiful. So. Very nice. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I'm not 100% sure I didn't say this last week. No, I didn't. I had to check. I had to add it to the playlist Girl, to make sure I didn't say repeat. waking up in Vegas on Lost. <laughs> well, that was funny. Um, funny. Mine okay. is, I'm still on Thanatos is Hot. Um, so I picked Angel Baby by Troy Sivan. Um, I'm not still being on Thanatos. <laughs> Brayden. It's true. Um, what do we think he looks like? I... I've, I forgot. Oh, I said last oh, Will. Will for, oh, you said taste. I said Will from season uh, t- cycle 21, 21 of, of, of Next Top Model. Um, also, maybe Choice of On, though. Then I think of it. Okay. I'm surprised there was no Taylor Swift this week, but I love these choices. I'm also kind of surprised. <laughs> I feel like any week that there's no Taylor Swift, it is so nice. I actually yeah. am not sure if there's any Taylor Swift on. The Son of Neptune playlist. Oh, wow. Who works the first Wait. next week is what we're saying. Let me check. Let me check. I think we've all like kind of silently challenged ourselves to go outside Taylor Swift. I know. I yeah, know. there is not a there's not a single Taylor Swift song. Wow. Wow. Impressive. It is impressive, honestly. And there, there are a couple on on Lost Hero. There's only two on Lost Hero. We, we've been we've been weaning ourselves off only talking about Taylor Swift music. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But there's no reason to. She's great. We love her. She'll come back for the next book. Exactly. Oh, the next book is a Mark of Athena is a very Taylor Swift. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, she'll be multiple times on that one. <laughs> yes. I need new music from her. I have to say, didn't love the Ed Sheeran song. Oh, the Joker and the Queen? Too much Ed Sheeran. Yeah, and it also, it didn't have a lot of variety in terms of, like, its art. Like, when it started, that's how it just was. Guys, we have come to expect too much from this woman. And, like, it is her fault, sort of. Constantly raising the bar for herself, though. Or, like, where is more content? She's dropped, like, three albums in two years. She's done the literal most of any artist during quarantine. Yeah, and, like, re-recorded all of her... And, like, come out with, like, basically an album's worth of new songs every single time she re-recorded. But I I also... But where is 1989? Where is 1989? Where is 1989? Asking important questions. Taylor, if you can hear us. Taylor, if you're out there, if you're listening... If you're actually a PJO fan, you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) That would be so funny and also unsurprising. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, we have more to talk about. She's just... (laughs) But I feel like she's more into Harry Potter. That's probably true. She's just the most millennial person I've... Ever, like she like is the epitome of being a millennial yeah that's true that's fair but that's in a good way I in a, no in a in the in a positive way part, yeah yeah such in how she uses tiktok yeah yeah <laughs> so true all right what were our favorite moments from <laughs> from, from these chapters i don't know i mean i'm not gonna lie like i don't know if it's favorite moment necessarily but i was just very impressed by the first few sentences of the chapter like they had hands like i 
love when something doesn't give me too much exposition and I can't get bored. Um, and so at the very beginning of these chapters, like we jumped right in and like fair, it is the middle end of the book, but like, as I was picking back up, you know, with the story, I felt like I was like being grabbed by the shoulders and like shoved back in. And like, that sounds so violent, but like, I, I don't know, like it, it kept me very engaged from the start and that I appreciated. I agree. Slay, slay. I really, but you just phrase it very well. I agree. I really like that. Like, I know that technically Frank and Hazel are like fighting the big bad in these chapters. Like, they have like the like most dangerous person, and that's what they're doing. Percy is one man armying it, Mm -hmm. like fully, like just waves and waves of people, and he's like fine. And do you know what I was thinking about? Without his protection anymore. Like I feel like in true, I feel like in yes. Last Olympian, the last time that he did some shit like this, like right on the like banks of the uh, like he was outside yeah, the river sticks and like hating out everyone. I think that the last time he did that was Last Olympian, and he was like, "I'm just so good at fighting because now I have this blessing that like makes me good at fighting." But mm-hmm. now he doesn't have it, and he's still just like no brakes taking out waves of people. Yeah. He's like, "It's fine." Like how incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the placebo effect. Like what Ron and yeah, Harry did in Quidditch game. Yeah, he just, he, he has it now. And I loved his new hurricane power. Um, huh? And then discovering, Fred, like there were so many new powers in this and there was also a little bit of romance. So it was a really cute three chapter arc that Frank got. Yeah, it was a really nice culmination of, of Frank's arc. Um, I'm just like so proud of him. Like these chapters just make me so proud of the baby. <laughs> Too. No, I really like how we're so like much. the baby. He's fully not the youngest person. <laughs> younger than us. We're like yeah, younger. Than younger us. than us. Therefore, and yeah, no, he has undergone so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Takes. I I said this in a episode past, and I can't remember which one. But the stakes in this book are simply so high. Yeah. Like I understand that the other like. The, the stakes for the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series were high, but they were, like, spread out, you yeah. know? Like, it was, like, a larger arc of, like, high stakes because, like, everything Kronos was doing is obviously, like, very high stakes. But it was, like, spread out over the five books. This is, like, just high stakes from the beginning for individual characters. Like, Hazel was dead and might die again. Frank's whole life is a stick. Like, are you kidding me? That is just incredibly high stakes for a book to go on. And I think that, honestly, Rick did a good, did do a good job in, like, wrap, wrapping up the arc for the books in this character, the, the character in these books to, like, have such high stakes and, like, you know, made good endings. Because I was like, with stakes this high, like, how could it, I feel like it's more difficult to end a book well when everything is so incredibly important. I agree with that. Yeah. That's such a great point, but not but. (laughs) And it it starts to lead us into our theme. So let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about the theme of life. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're, we're back. <laughs> uh, this week's theme is life. Um, I like the points that you're making, Neve, about like stakes and bringing up that like all of their stakes are tied to the idea of life and death. So it's yeah. like very like thematically appropriate. And it's interesting because death is typically the highest stake you can have in a story until the world building becomes like where death doesn't matter as much. It's very interesting uh, because in real life, death is the highest stake. Mm-hmm. But in book, death, death not always highest stake. In book, you heard it here first. <laughs> also like Percy's, I really like looking at their individual stakes, like I mentioned Hazel and Frank's, but Percy's, like, obviously his overall stake is, like, don't die, especially now because he's fighting off <laughs> waves of people and, like, just by himself. They're like, you got this, Percy. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Um, but also, like, he has now built... He had the death of his old life at Camp Half-Blood because he forgot it. And now he's remembering that, but now he's built a new life with with Camp Jupiter and now it's gonna set up for the next chapters because the next chapters are Percy right yes they are the next chapters are like gonna be talking about how probably how he has to like decide between these two lives he has now and that it's implied that he's going to have to end one of them you know because of you know and we know that doesn't happen but like that was the stakes for his plot line is like he's building like a, a new life with these people that he like enjoys and now has to figure out if he's which one he's going to go back to when this is all over you know yeah I agree I think one of my favorite things for the theme is definitely the way that Rick teaches the lesson of like death isn't fair but like life isn't fair because I think that's such a, a lesson that everyone has to learn especially when you're a kid but he does it in such a way that is not harsh and is like more about sacrifice than the way Hazel and Frank take that. Um, So I really enjoyed that aspect of the theme this week and just how well he, he ties that all into Greek mythology, because that's really all it is. It's just, you're at the whim of life and it sucks, but it was also very nice reading it this time and not freaking out when Percy went over the cliff and drowned. Cause I was like, okay, I know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's funny because that you bring up like, contextualizing that lesson through Greek mythology because I think like it is such a smart way to do it and it's 
like it's something that Rick had established for I don't know so like seven books now that like there are concrete people and like deities who express that like humans are not in control um and that's a lot more understandable and manageable in my opinion than like mm, like I don't know you're just like here like on some rock like by yourself you know um and I don't know I I I think that is kind of a gentle way to to make you understand mortality but also to make you feel less alone while you do it um so it's I I do think it was very it was good I mean I guess in a lot of ways what you're saying is the entire point of why we have religion Religion, but (laughs) like like classics like religion and but like yeah and stories in general but it's like we develop reasons for why we're here in order to like handle them and that's like religion falls into like a kind of different category than stories but they're very like similar um where it's like we we want we need to like create concrete things to understand abstract ideas um, I think that comes into play, like, interestingly in these books, because you have, like, a literary translation of religious history and practice. And, like, that's what classics are. And, like, working with classics becomes developed. Like, these are stories that, like, start off as religion and then become something else. Um and so, like, it's impossible to is, to separate them from that, like, root of, like, it's all about life and, like, why we live and how we use our life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, on that, like, the, I don't know. It's also the idea that, like, the controlling factors of mortality cannot be people too you know which is so weird to think about but it's like it's so much more calming and like it I don't know I think I think it makes people feel less small in aside from like the broad structure of religion just like the humanization specifically of this concept is very smart yeah, I agree. It's a really good one. I, def- I definitely think that it made me understand other literature better too, in terms of other characters that have similar issues. Like I look at Dumbledore very differently than I did now than when I was a kid because I read Percy Jackson. And I think it's almost like, um, like the way I'm sorry, if you can hear my dog in the background, um, <laughs> like the way Hermes is in these books, um, he wants to do something, but he can't ultimately. And it's that catch 22. And that's kind of the same way that Dumbledore is in some aspects. So I think it is a really universal lesson and Rick just tells it so well, especially in these three chapters. I agree. I, I like that you brought up like intertextuality of, uh, because when I was reading specifically, we're talking when Frank is talking about under, now understanding his mother this, we have a weird like justification for war in this yeah, um, but right, yeah. but it's also like a very nice um like oh i'm some things are worth sacrificing yourself for um <laughs> some things are worth sacrificing yourself for and that made me think very specifically of um 
I'm going to bring up Star Wars because the the Last Jedi because there's a really interesting philosophy in that movie, and it's that sometimes sacrifice is what's needed, but if everyone sacrifices themselves to save other people, then what are we fighting for? Right. And that's so interesting because it's like sacrifice is a good thing it's like presented to us as a good thing on paper like in in this context and like talking about his mother is like lay down your life for your country for uh human rights for oil (laughs) um and we're told that that's good and it's like yeah there are like a lot of good aspects to it and like war is sometimes necessary to like fight for what's right but then sometimes war is also fighting for what's wrong but it's hard to separate those contexts and so sometimes people are pushed in the name of sacrifice to sacrifice their lives for something they don't necessarily believe in it's just so interesting it's very hard it's like what do you choose to do with your life what do you want to make your life mean and is the only way to give your life meaning through sacrifice i think is a question that this chapter brings up and i think the answer is no um but also the answer is yes because they get rewarded for being willing to sacrifice themselves Hmm. i was gonna say because usually in stories like this especially in fantasy and fiction a lot of the times if they do the right thing it is often a sacrifice, but then they get rewarded for that sacrifice. Hazel doesn't actually get taken. Frank actually keeps his life for a while. Harry doesn't actually die in Deathly Hallows. He does the sacrifice. He comes back. So I think that is a way also of teaching kids and people that sacrifice is a part of life, but you also don't necessarily have control over that. Like it is, it just goes back to we're at the whim of the universe and it's definitely easier to take that when you think that Greek gods are fighting and they're all being ridiculous and that's easier to conceptualize for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's a good overarching point for this entire cinematic universe we have right now. It's like gods are fighting and we don't know why, but it's easier to conceptualize. It makes it all more fun. Let's be real. Like, I would rather, okay, it's raining today because Zeus is annoyed than whatever (laughs) else. Like, it's just weather. It just makes everything more fun. Yeah, barometric pressures. And (laughs) I don't know. That's the only weather word I knew. So I wanted to throw (laughs) that into the mix. Exactly. Um, I'm over here still hoping that my quest and my Hogwarts letter will come and vampires are real. We just don't know it yet. You know, it just makes life more interesting. Exactly. exactly especially when the real life is ah exactly this is why we love our fantasy novels let's just keep uh, it <laughs> i mean like that's such an interesting like aspect of um the idea of life in relation to fiction is that fiction is not life like no matter how much like art is meant to replicate life it never will be um but we use it in order to process and deal with the reality of life. Like it's very hard. I listen to a daily news podcast and it, it makes me sad. (laughs) And like, I, I've been trying to get better at like processing the news and like, cause I want to be informed, but I don't want to let it, 
bog down my day. And sometimes how you have to do that is you have to balance it with fiction. Yep. It always annoys me when people make fun of millennials or Gen Z for shifting or like loving Harry Potter so much or whatever. It's like, dude, what is so great about reality? Like if I love something, let me love it. And that's just what it is. Like it helps me process the day-to-day life because it does suck sometimes. So very true. Yeah. It's like, if you're not harming other people, however, you got to get through this life. Yeah, you got to get through this life. The people like I, things, as long as it doesn't hurt them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With the asterisks, as long as you're not harming other people in doing it. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that is a, a nice note to end our, our, our theme on. Um, what are our favorite, uh, Sass moments, quotes, funny moments. <laughs> quotes, funny. Um, I have mine. It's at the very end of these chapters. It looks like Santa's sleigh, Frank said. Can Orion even pull that much? Orion huffed. Hazel, Percy said, I am seriously going to wash your horse's mouth with soap. He says, yes, he can pull it, but he needs food. Can we stop doubting this fucking horse? I feel like there's so many instances in the in these chapters where they're like... Orion can't do it or like in the past chapters where it's like Orion cannot do it it's like has he not proved you wrong every time like maybe stop maybe stop expecting him to fail justice for Orion's abilities uh my moment is as they raced along the half-conscious golden boy mumbled a tune that sounded like jingle bells jingle bells (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think we don't need to talk about that we can just leave that there mine is um he pulled a pure black ipad from thin air death tapped the screen a few times and all frank could think was please don't let there be an app for reaping souls (laughs) that's like dark (laughs) but i like it (laughs) funny I adore that one. Mine had to go to Percy this week because he's a sass king. I love when Hazel's like, can you protect him? And Percy's like, against a small army? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he did, though. And, and then, then he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly brings us into offerings. My offering is for Percy because one man army. Yeah. Oh, can I second that? I was going to do it. And I was, I was like, do I have another idea? And not really. Minus for Rick. Whoa. So disappointed in yourself. No, I just Minus think he for Rick. did so well in these chapters. So well. And he, like, it's sensitive material. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would second the one for Rick. I was going to go with Frank just because our boy went through so much in this chapter from figuring out his powers to almost dying to freeing a god. Uh he did good. He did very good. Yeah. He really did good. I'm glad someone did because I was going to change change it if, if Frank did <laughs> deserve at least one. Um, people have pointed out that that we are bending over backwards not to <laughs> give offerings to Frank sometimes. Are we really? I didn't even notice that. Are these ones Percy? We're always bending over backwards to not, not give offerings to Percy. <laughs> and I love that. He's winning though. Um, we just missed him. Is? Yeah. No, we definitely just missed him. We yeah. <laughs> lost him. So rough. I don't know. It's okay. I'll give Frank some this week. He deserved it. He did it. Yeah, he does deserve it. And he got a kiss. Go for yeah, it. He got a kiss. That is true. A, a kiss. Um. 
who are we voting off this week? Uh, um, it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard because it can't be like all three of them did so good. My only, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I don't know how to say it. My only thing was either the giant or Thanatos for his riddle bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He's he's sexy, but just give a direct answer, man. Come on, like, <laughs> you're so right. Fair enough. So, uh, are you gonna go with Antos then? Yeah, sure. I'll go with him. Yeah, his looks can't save him this time. There, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna vote off Thanos from the MCU because. His name is close to Thanatos, but he's ugly. I like your reasoning. I actually can't disagree with that, and therefore I will also. Yes! Guys, okay, I guess I'm voting off the giant then. Because <laughs> someone's got to actually acknowledge the villain in these chapters. Not me. Let's be real. It was his rendition of Jingle Bells. It just wasn't good enough. It- oh, that's actually a really good reason. He didn't try hard enough. <laughs> it wasn't a performance. Where's the effort? Could do better. Yeah, where's the effort? Where's it? Alrighty, folks, that's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 49 through 52 through the theme of defense. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a co- coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website www.returntocamp.com Emma, thank you so much for coming back. Would you like to plug anything before you leave? Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, Honestly, I'm swamped with work lately, but if you want to just come hang out and check out like pop culture and fangirl with me, please feel free at Fan City Central TV on Instagram. And I'm always here for a good PJO rant of any kind. Yes, (laughs) Yes, the coolest Instagram feed. We definitely recommend checking it out. Truly. (laughs) All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys.